Welcome to the Hunter Sub Side Quest. This is your host, Fortwan, joined by co-host Leo Riser. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. And that's it. It's just us two. Um, we were the only ones who were able to pick up and play this game for now. Uh, both Morgan and VT weren't, weren't able to participate, but no worries. Uh, when we get into the next game, I assume all four of us are participating on that next one. Um, sure sounds like it maybe assuming is bad but um there is little to no bar of entry so other than do you have a switch which all four of us do so uh there's that and also i don't we'll get into that when we talk about the next game anyways we're talking about (laughs) slay the spire um Slay the Spire, we took a little bit longer on this episode, mostly because, I don't know, coronavirus outbreak since last time we talked. Just, you know, kind of vaguely gesturing, you know, everything. Everything, yeah. Uh, Did you just gesture to all of me? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, You, me, the outside that I haven't seen in four days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that gets that gets rough. So uh, Slay the Spire is a roguelike card building or deck building game. You don't build. Co- well, sometimes you build cards, I guess. Maybe I mean, you smith no. them and upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of when I was saying that. Well, anyways, um, so uh, initial impressions on this. I have actually played this before. I put about 150, maybe 200 hours of this on the, my Switch version. For this uh, month, I was playing it on PC. And uh, my goal was to defeat a run with the new class, the Mystic? Is her name? Yes. Um, basically, the blind lady with a staff. Yeah, the like monk-styled one. I have failed. Yes, I have never, never been able to complete a run with the Mystic. I was very excited. I got through the second boss once. And then I did math wrong and died. (laughs) I got to the third boss at least four times. And died on the fourth, on the third boss. Yeah, that sounds Um, about right. Now, I did unlock Ascension Mode for the other three characters on PC. So... Nice. I know how to play the other three characters. I just don't know how to play the Mystic. Like, the Mystic is, is very different. Um... And I think we'll get into that to a little bit. Um, yeah, so, Leo, we'll have you played this before? Also, I also, or? yeah, I also had played it before. I'd put in a good chunk of time on my Steam account, and then I flipped and picked it up on the Switch, mm-hmm. except for playing the Mystic Sum on my Steam account still. But the right because that was freedom exclusive. Yeah, the freedom to just hang out with my Switch downstairs or in the bed or anywhere and play more Slay the Spire was pretty fantastic. Right. Um, I didn't play this as much as I would have wanted to normally for a side quest, but also I had Doom Eternal and, like, other things that I was really into. Also Animal Crossing. Tell me, Fortuan, do you like Doom as a franchise? It's now my number one franchise. Dang. <laughs> it is now my absolute it, Monster Hunter has been placed in number three from number one. Just the utter displacement. 
Well, it flipped, right? Doom used to be my number three before Eternal. Doom was my number three before Doom 2016. <laughs> and Because um, I still play classic Doom constantly. And games like it. And um, Yeah, and then Iceborne happened. And Iceborne, for a long time, was super good. And then it flipped on me. I became I've become sour on Iceborne. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you've been listening to the weekly shows. This has become like a, every time Monster Hunter comes up in the weekly show, I end up ranting about Safi Jiva. We'll spare the listeners that time this time for it, but <laughs> yeah. I'm unsurprised. Well, it's Safi and the Clutch Claw. Those two things are what has killed it for me. I can I can definitely see Safi. I liked the Clutch Claw, but. Anyway, so we're talking about Slay the Spire today. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, instead of Slay the Monster. Uh, <laughs> um, so what, what we have here is a good old classic. Uh, I keep wanting to say RTS. It's not what RTS is. That is it's not at all. No, I don't know why I keep want to say RTS. It's roguelike. So yep. what you do is you do these runs and... You basically pick nodes on the run, much like a, a visualization of like an FTL run or that kind of thing. You're picking rooms that you're going through, and there's little symbols to denote to denounce what uh, or announce. I don't know, denote what, whatever, whatever my words mean. Uh, <laughs> we'll get um, there. Third tries the charm, right? Uh, whatever the room has, and it's it's there's still random chance in the room, so there could be a, a question mark. It's like a random event, which could be a monster room or an event. Or a shop. But then you have shops, monsters, bosses, super bosses later on. Uh, all that kind of stuff. And um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a fun game. Uh, it's also very hard. Very, very hard. Yeah. Um, ascensions get punishing pretty quick. Yeah, my highest ascension I think is the Ironclad. And he's Ascension 6 on my Switch, and that's the highest I got. I think I'm about in the same, and with Ironclad as well, and that's the highest, because I love my Ironclad boy. I like all three of them. I don't like... Th- I, 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 that's not true. I like the Mystic. So we might as well go into the, the, the classes. Um, yeah. Basically, each class has their own deck, quote-unquote. Um, any call... Any class can essentially play any deck, but they start with their own, like, is it 10 cards? Yeah, so every... It's like a, a general deck builder. Like, you start with a yeah. specific 10 cards, and each class has a color-coded set of cards that they can pick up, and then there's mm-hmm. a couple gray neutral cards that any class can get. Right, and um, as you play, you unlock more options to be able to obtain while you're on your run also for classes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by, at the end of each by... fight, you'll get the option to choose one of three cards, and then there's things that'll modify that. You'll get some gold to pick up cards from shops. You get the option to yep. remove some cards in places, which is you know a staple in most deck builders. And as you do that, you play through all the combats using those cards to kill monsters right. and survive these large combats. Right. And as far as the classes go, um, they all have varying strategies, but pretty much what you have is um, the Ironclad is more of your vanilla. 
your basic character. It's really right? he's like a really standard warrior class. Right. From how he's so you're set up. You have attack, defense, and then you have some things that build off of discard to a degree. Um, so that you get into some later strategies of discarding to gain benefits of um, not discarding, exhausting cards. Just yeah. basically exhausting cards is destroying them or in magic terms, putting them into exile um, to, and then you get benefits for doing that. And, and it's, it's important to notice that, that cards are, are set up in different categories being attacks, skills, which could usually be defense, but they can be other things too and powers. And I would say over generally, I think that with the three basic classes, they tend to focus on one more than the other. And I would say the Ironclad is more of the attack class. Yeah, he's, he's very styled around hitting hard with attacks, building up some block, and then tanking the hits. Because his starting passive is that he also heals a little bit between each fight that the others don't have. Right. And then, um, help me out here, what's the green guy, the rogue, and a dagger? believe that's the silent the, the silent which, there you go yep. like you said is uh, kind of built around being the, the, like a rogue archetype yeah and he's the skill based one uh and then we have the broken or the damn uh, i believe it's like the that. defect the defect there you go yeah. something like uh, he's more is, the power focused yeah and uh, like arca it's like the caster archetype except in a very mm-hmm. interesting way, like it's flavored as like a rejected robot, but it if you're like looking for that classic RPG breakdown, it's closer to a wizard. It's very centered, like you said, around powers and having these mm-hmm. passive um stacking all of these layers of passive buff effects that um come together to make you unkillable and destroy everything as you're walking through. I love the defect. Ironclad's my favorite, but I love the defect. I think it's so cool how it's set up. Well, the cool thing is I like all of them, right? I like like all, even the Mystic, even though I could not get my head around how to win with the Mystic very well. um, Like, the defect is really cool because he has sort of, it's not a unique mechanic to him because you can play cards in other classes. However, it is essentially unique to him, which is the orbs. And yeah, uh, the orb mechanic, and I don't want to over-explain because if you guys played along with us, you would know this kind of stuff. But um, the orb mechanic is unique in the fact that you are dealing with like a separate active resource on top of the cards that you're sort of dealing with. Like, hey, this orb at the end of the turn is going to do a thing, and I'm going to do things to make that orb either activate, go away, make new orbs, get rid of orbs, like you're doing all this sort of orb manipulation rather than a straightforward attack and defense like you are with the other two uh, base classes. And yeah. well, and then you get into the mystic and the mystic is far more complex because you have to worry about stances like, um, uh, worry like it's, it's hard to, dis- to it's compare this wrath thinking calm. And then you can get the one turn divinity. Yeah, Wrath, Calm, and Divinity. And Divinity is like, hey, Wrath, but with no downside, and it's triple damage instead of double damage. So, Wrath is you take and uh, you deal and take double damage. 
Uh, calm is you basically, it's like a stasis. Like when you come out of it, you gain two energy, which is yep. used to play cards. Uh, and then, um, divinity is like wrath, but you don't take extra damage. You just deal three times damage and divinity and I, is much harder to get into. Yeah. And I believe when you enter divinity, you also get three energy. That's true. Yes. You yeah. Do. Like it's the, let's take the other two stances and smush them together. And they, it only lasts for a turn, which is yeah. nice. So it it ends up uh, playing like for this really weird like you bide your time and set up a bunch of things in your hand strategy, and then at the right moment you switch to wrath and kill everything, or switch to wrath, kill a you know do a bunch of damage and immediately switch back to calm. Right. And it's a it's an interesting playstyle. I really like how the mystic is set up, but it's very different from the other classes. Right. So the challenge in the mystic, and I think why it makes it more challenging than the other three is you have to deal. You're going to get stuck. Like you're going to be stuck in a, at a time where you're like, okay, I need to do something to not take damage because uh, you can see enemies intent on what they're going to do the next turn. It's, it's, um, it's a game with near perfect information, much like Into the Breach, where you can see what's happening the next turn and you plan accordingly every round of combat. Despite being the deck being shuffled and randomized coming to you, you can see what you need to deal with. You're seeing you'll see, oh okay, I have fifty-seven health and I'm getting thirteen damage from this guy, seven damage from this guy, and fifteen damage from this guy. So I can take him out, you know, get rid of the 17 damage or whatever, or uh, and and then block for the remaining amount at the same time. So there's a lot of strategy of layers of, like, how much can I attack safely and how much can I defend safely. And because it is a roguelike, you don't heal between battles. You need to actually actively worry about your max health and, like, how much damage you've already taken and all this crazy stuff that goes on top of it so there's a lot of management and thinking of goes into and sometimes avoiding battles is the right answer because you don't want to take damage but you want that sweet reward at the same time yeah it's that like oh you can get away from like you can get around by not doing a whole bunch of basic battles but then you're gonna your deck might be a little bad and it might be short on gold the next time you come to the shop and that's where you can get some good stuff and right or get like, rid no, of why? stuff. Yeah, the big one. Yeah. Um so it's it's a it's an interesting game because you're building your deck, you're managing your deck. You don't want to get like magic, you don't want to get too many cards in there because you want the right ones to show up. Um you can get curse cards in your deck that are like, "Hey, I don't want to draw this." Like, "Hey, if this is in your out of the right end of the turn, you gain weakness, which means you do less attack. You you do what? 50% damage?" Uh yeah, I think it's a 50 it's either a 50 or a uh 75 I 75% think, damage. Yeah, that sounds closer to right cuz I think it ended up being a most cards that ends up rounding to a third of your damage is removed. Right. So and then you get, so there's obviously statuses and that kind of stuff too. The powers deal a lot with status and that kind of thing. Um, and a lot of the skills do as well. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a very complex card game, but it does, it introduces it to you in a light way 
that you kind of get into it. And I don't yeah. really. It's. It. I. I agree. I think it's. It eases you in really well because even for each class, like you don't have access to all of the cards to show up as options from the beginning. As you complete runs or fail at runs, you'll still get some experience with each class. Yeah. You'll you know work towards an unlock bar that will eventually then hit your ascension where you can then play it on harder and harder difficulties. But for that initial bit, each unlock adds more cards to the potential pool. And those later cards are a lot of the okay, well, you know, with the Ironclad, you want to get into the more complex, you're going to play the exhaust deck. Well, a lot of the more complex exhaust cards are not available to even drop for you until you're in one of the higher unlock tiers. Right. And that helps a lot. You end up being like, and even the classes themselves, they start you out, here is your first class that you can play. Here is the Ironclad. It's a very stereotypical warrior you don't have to do anything much more than count, do I hit this hard? Do I block this much? Then they give you the silent with some skills, and then they they give you the defect of, all right, now let's stack some powers on there and watch things go really wild. Right. And it's not that the defect or any of them are harder or easier than the others. It's just different. Yes. And- yeah, definitely the case. Because the Ironclad can get to some very weird and complex builds once things get uh get kicked off right and a lot of him a lot of him you know later on can be dealing with powers as well um especially the the metallicize oh i love that power yeah the uh my favorite ironclad build is the block stacking one with metallicize and barricade yes um so yeah, so like, because you normally run out of block between turns, you, the ability to keep block is very powerful. Um, and then sometimes you can get lucky and get a special item or, or relic, and relics modify the game in some way. And uh, you get the relic that it's like, hey, you get to start with this power in the beginning of your hand, and then you get, you know, the barricade every turn, the you know, every game in the beginning of your hand, beginning opening hand. Yeah, there's you're like there's a couple so relics that are really good for the block build. You'll get that one if you have a barricade. You can get one that is the barricade effect, except you lose ten block at the end of each turn if you have any, and then keep the rest. Yeah. Um. There and there's a whole bunch of ways. Like these, the amount of relics in the game are kind of utter nonsense when you get down to it. Right, and then there's also just like good relics. There's also bad relics too. Um, yeah. a lot of times they're a one-time thing, though. Some of the relics just, are like, do what? I said, or just that are weird, like, or interact weird. There's one that gives you a 50% chance when you would exhaust a card not to, and yes. you actually want to not take that one if you're playing the exhaust build. Right. Which is just like, does not work how my magic player brain would think it works, but it does. No. Yeah. Yeah. You... uh it's uh there there's some there's some traps too like it's normally a good relic but under this build it's just not gonna work um so let's kind of get into more of uh, less explaining the game and more into like what were you know our opinions of it and that kind of stuff um so what are some of your like i guess like so you liked all the classes as well Yes, the, I think every class is good. Every class has a 
is fun to play. Like even the silent, which is my least favorite out of all the classes, I have fun playing because there's a lot of neat builds that you can put together with it. It just so is not the one that speaks to me the most, I guess. Yeah. So what are your favorite builds from each class? Like what, what did you end up doing that was interesting? Um, I, while I really like the block build on ironclad, mm-hmm. my favorite build on ironclad is just the, that pure basic strength stacking build. Because okay. when you get like when you get the upgraded limit break where it doubles your current your current strength permanently and it doesn't exhaust for one, do that with like any of the things that heal you for a chunk of the damage you do and you just can't get killed. And you're you're sitting there breaking like ninety nine hundred, you know, huge amounts of strength after a couple rounds of flipping through that. And it yeah. is just so much fun. Um with the silent, I actually really like the shiv builds just because that speaks to the storm player in me of, okay, I'm going to sit here, yeah. I'm going to prepare pr- a little bit. Oh, I can play this, this, and get like 14 zero cost attacks that are all buffed by this one power I took, and I just demolished like three mm-hmm. elites from full to empty it all at once. I'm in. Yeah, Sounds great. Yeah, and and then you get the um, you get the relics, the, the aid in that. You get an X amount of block for every skill played. You get an X amount of attack. You like you get oh, yeah. a Dex so bonus good. for every time you play a car, yeah, three cards in a round, like stuff like that. It really helps out. Um, yeah. The uh, what about the defect? What was what did defect? you like to do there? For the defect, I absolutely love the frost stacking builds where you just really hone in on playing frost so you get a ton of block and then the um things like blizzard and a couple of the others that care about just how many of any orb you have channeled blizzard specifically gets more damage each time you for each time you've channeled a frost and so you can be hitting for a lot with a single attack and frost's passive orb power is you gain block and it's um, it's expended orb power as you gain more block. So if you're cycling through a bunch of frost orbs each turn, you're getting a ton of block and just absorbing every hit until you're like, oh, and I found a blizzard again. I'm going to just nug you for 30. And, oh, now I'm just going to frost up again. Right. And same thing. There's like some relics for that that'll give you an extra orb slot or that inter. Mm-hmm. I think there's one that interacts with your frost orb, if I remember. There's a bunch of like there's a bunch of relics, but each class I think has three relics that are specific to them that can drop. Yeah, um, there's a there's a couple. Um, I think there's more than three. Might be, um, I'd... but uh, there, there's there's also upgraded versions of your base ones. Ah, uh, that's true. And the upgraded version of the defects is instead of the cracked core, which gives you uh, a, a lightning. Uh, channel at the beginning of the round you get a frost channel instead i think that i think for um frozen for defect core. there yeah i think there's frozen core but i think defect has a core for each one because mm-hmm. i've definitely had one that started i've had cracked core for lightning and i've definitely had one that started me with a dark i'm 95 percent sure okay i have dark is weird one. but Dar- dark fun. is dark is powerful yeah. <laughs> um if you can get if you can get it cycled correctly. Yeah, if you can get it if you can just let that sit and build up and then cycle it and blow them up, it's the best. Um, yeah. And then Mystic uh, I didn't have a favorite build for just because I didn't really 
get far enough into the class to see too many of the options. I get the idea of a couple of things it's going for, but I just yeah. couldn't. I didn't have enough experience to say, oh, I like the the scry build or the the retain build best. Yeah, there. That one, that one, I wouldn't even have. I see what you're saying when you say scry and retain, but like I wouldn't have even thought of those as builds, honestly, because it's just like two or three cards that do that kind of stuff, and that's it. Like, uh, I don't even know. Like, it's not saying there's bad choices for build names, but like at the same time, they like I'm not even grasp it as far as enough. Like, really, you could make a whole build out of that? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's enough. I know. So I know for like the retain, it's that's partly tied in just with the the stances, but it has a lot more retain cards or cards that gives you that gives mm. you you know like a an extra zero cost attack that retains in your hand than any other class. And then there's a couple things I know that it has scry on a good few cards, and then there's a couple cards that um, care about when you scry. Like there's that zero cost attack that goes back to your hand every time you scry. And um, I think there's like one or two powers that deal with it as well. So, but even then, I don't even have all the cards unlocked yet for the Mystic because I, you get a decent amount of experience for making runs, but you get the most experience from beating the the boss in the third act, and I never did. So, yeah, yeah, I I hear you. I never did either. Um, So for me, the Ironclad build that I like the most is the Rage build. So it's oh. a, you you mix in strength, but you purposely play this card. I love it. Uh, it's called Rage. It's a zero cost, and it does, I think, nine damage or eight damage. It actually oh, does more than a strike. I think Rage is the block is the zero cost block one, but there's Anger. The one anger, that's, like, that's what I meant. Yeah, that shuffles yeah. back into your deck. Yeah, the it Iron Club has all copy. these like angry cards. Uh, so it shuffles a copy. So you keep cr- increasing the number of angers by one every time you play it. So it creates another copy of itself in yeah. the discard, and it goes in the discard. So like, just the amount of like, like, like just like free attacks that I would do, um, which really helps with the. There's a certain boss that gets angry every time you play a skill, and that boss can be particularly troublesome for some builds because it's like uh it's a mini boss by the way and it can show up on the first floor yeah and uh it's 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 pretty bad because it's like hey i was gonna do 15 now i'm gonna do 24 because you played a block and i'm like but but i mean i mitigated it by one damage i guess i (laughs) you're like by um, playing this block skill i actually increase how much damn overall damage i'm taking I shouldn't yeah. have done nothing. Oh no. Yeah, and that's a particularly tough one, but with the with the anger build, you just get a lot of strength like you were saying, but you also sort of play into the whole I'm going to play a bunch of attacks at one time, so you try to find relics to aid in that and do so that kind of stuff and that one benefits from uh Oracalum and Metallicize pretty well. So these, these sort of uh, passive block gains to sort of mitigate what you can't kill immediately. Um, th- I love doing that build. Uh, for the silent, I love the poison builds. Um, the poison just, builds are really cool. The uh, the best I ever did with a silent, which is when I beat like my... Um, uh, what do you call it? Ascended 3, I think. Mm-hmm. 
is I had a poison build that had this relic that says any remaining poison damage when a monster kill is killed transfers to another random monster. So, and I had like tons of poison skills and everything, and then of course a, a bunch of debuffs if they were poisoned. And oh, it was that's just, real good. It was really good. I remember um, one of the runs I beat with the poison build. This is this is earlier in the ascensions not ascension three like maybe one um that uh i had the third boss and i have you seen the third boss the one that's sort of like a cat that that halfway through the battle you kill it but then it like revives yeah it starts with two cultists and has um is like this raven-faced cat thing yeah and it it's the anti-power build because every time you play a power card it gets stronger it gets real grumpy yeah, um, I uh, I played I played the poison build against that, and I remember specifically um, it having enough poison when it went into the second mode after a little while that it was going to take sixty seven poison damage and kill it through its shield. So I didn't even have to do anything. I was nice. just like, yeah, I've killed you by doing nothing. I'm just going to block at this point. Yeah. Best poison one I've ever had was on one of the daily runs where you play as the silent, but you can also pick up ironclad cards. And it started you with it. Let me start out with uh, poison and a whole bunch of block stuff. And I was just like, yes, this is going to be amazing. Yeah, that's uh, so poison by far is my favorite silent build. And then I would say actually uh, a mix uh, of three cards on the defect that i like a lot and it's the um lightning what i call the uh echo lightning build Mm -hmm. so you use the card echo which means you play the same card twice every oh yes so you basically the first card you play every turn is played twice and then you play a bunch of lightning so you can do a bunch of lightning well there's a there's a power card on the lightning thing that says every time a lightning activates a lightning orb it hits every enemy instead of a random one and so do that and echo and then you have another one and i can't remember the name of it it's like modular maybe or something like that basically at the beginning of your turn create a power card and yes i know which one you're talking about (laughs) right so then i echo that and then i get like at the beginning of your turn create three power cards so i just stack powers for days and just blast lightning all the way down so like that build, I would end up having like eight orb slots, and they were all lightning, and I was just like blasting everything and killing it before it could really hurt me. Um, and then just playing regular block skills or or that kind of stuff because lightning doesn't deal a block at all. So I would put in some frost stuff to sort of back that up, but in if I didn't get going quickly enough. But once you get going in that in that strategy, oh, it was good. Um, but the other one I really liked there's there's a build in the mystic where you are getting benefits for switching stances. Um Oh so I, yeah. So there that one's a little more complex and that's the one I got the furthest with too is purposely like I get to attack for free every time I switch stance. Um I also get X amount of armor every time I switch stance. So I was like purposely flipping back and forth. And there's a lot of cards that say, hey, if you're in this stance, draw three cards, else enter this stance. There's a lot of cards like that. There's a lot of 
there's like a uh there's one that is like tantrum or something like that where you hit an enemy three times and enter uh the aggressive stance i can't remember the name of it right off the uh, wrath yeah calm and wrath there you go so you enter wrath and hit them three times which means you're doing double damage on the what it says on the card and then three times and you enter wrath and then i'll go into calm and then i'll go back into wrath or back on the and then because you're going back and forth you're also gaining power doing that so that one actually relied on a lot of card draw as well and yeah it that makes one, sense um and you would cycle through your deck very quickly so like having the the relics that would benefit you from cycling your deck as well um that was the only one where i actively tried to keep my deck number down um and i was actually taking out strikes and taking out defense because i was like they're basic and they're not going to help me as much as anything that switches the stance um Again, I never beat a run with that build, but it's the closest I got to yeah. beating a run. Um, I don't know. Like, like the, there's a lot to like about this game, but um, like I, the, <laughs> it's hard to really bash on the game. Other than like when I played it on the Switch back in the day, eventually it becomes hard enough that it's like okay, it's still a challenge and it's still enjoyable, but it feels the same at this point. And that's when I put the game down. It's like, once you've sort of experienced the variety, that's kind of it. Like, Yeah, like, the, the only thing that I really like that breaks that up, and it, the main thing that I play it play when I play now, is they'll do the daily runs that have special mm-hmm. modifiers on them that yeah. can change it up. Like, you draft your starting deck rather than um, getting the same starting deck. And it can be from all the cards of two classes or they'll do like one that's an ironclad curse run where you don't start with your normal starting relic you start with the three that um give you bonuses whenever you pick up a curse and help you pick up curses and so that's what i usually end up playing anymore yeah and i might go into that because once you've unlocked the game because you do have to beat a run with the three original characters to sort of like unlock the final boss instead of just being like hey i hit it and then i passed out like you you actually do have to unlock the final boss because after boss three there's a fourth boss um and once you do that every run you can then fight the fourth boss but um never got that far with the mystic just couldn't and then um that in itself it gets pretty fun but i didn't do a lot of the daily stuff um in the past or this time um, so that might be something to keep the game going if I want to keep playing. And it is it is the type of game that's really easy to... Because there's no real story. Like, there's some subtext things if you, like, really dig in. But because there's no story, like, you can put the game down and pick it back up. And as long as you remember the basics of how cards work, you can still play the game just fine. That's right. probably 90% of what I do with it anymore is I... I'll be sitting there and be like, you know, what do I feel like doing for 30 minutes today or whatever, or an hour today, which is another great point to the game. It's really easy to just play a bite-sized chunk and go ahead and you do that. You pick it up, you play a run, you win or you die. And then you're like, all right, cool. And um, we're good. And then you don't touch it for another like week or two. And that's all that matters. I definitely tried to play more coming into this, but 
Yeah. It's real easy to just, you know, pick and choose and take your bites and then set it aside. Um, I would, I would say that, you know, we've talked a lot about the gameplay. I think that's where this game excels. Um, I don't think that the aesthetics are really offensive or bad or anything. They're okay. They're not super great. I like some of the monster designs. Um, I really like the caterpillars on floor one where they hit and they curl up. That's yep. actually kind of cool. The little pill bugs. Um, They're all like, like, yeah. And, and the designs are, are fairly decent. Um, not yeah. really sure. I like the heart boss at the end. That, that feels kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they were going for with that, but that's how you slay the spire. It's the spire's heart. Yeah, <laughs> it's the I, the aesthetic is very distinct. I'm not sure that I super like it, but it's there and yeah. not bad. Again, like you said, it's not offensive in any way. It's no, it's just it's just there. It's just like cell shaded. 2D-ish cartoony thing, which is okay. Yeah. And th- th- it doesn't need to be anything more than that. It's just, you know, it's it's not, I'm not going to be like, oh man, this looks amazing, or the monster designs are blowing my mind. Like, I mean, the, I think one of the coolest ones is there's a Displacer Beast-like monster uh, for one of the mini-bosses. And yeah. There's like, like some... It's very D and D inspired in some ways too, because of the oozes and the pudding reference and yeah, like, there's definitely kind of that, stuff. definitely that to it with with their own art style twist to it. That's yeah, I don't know, like the closest comparison I would have is it's it goes in the direction that kind of like Darkest Dungeon with does with the art style, but yeah. more of like a classic D and D with like some like more modriny artifacts and stuff like that than a gothic fantasy does with um with darkest dungeon but that's the right really the only other game i can think of that has like a really good comparison on the art style no it is very close to darkest dungeon as far as art goes and um sound design wise like i like the music in this but like it's again nothing to write home about like it's a good good gameplay experience it's like everything else is just okay (laughs) it's kind of like we talked about last time with legends of runeterra like the music on this is designed to be repetitive and Mm non-offensive and um what i actually like about this game is that because i'll turn the music way down and then just leave sound effects on the Mm -hmm. a lot of the cards and stuff like have a nice satisfying like just small like quick sound clip on like when you hit something or the sound of like metallicize giving you block or whatever those are nice right but it's the type of game and there's there are not a lot of games that i do this with because i play so many games um audibly instead of on top of visually like the sound is Mm -hmm. a big part of my enjoyment it's the type of game that i can sit and i can play music other music while playing or i can watch a movie while playing and that doesn't detract from it which is mo- a lot of other games my add brain can't handle that yeah i mean i do that with arpgs right arpg is like some, sort of my go-to i can take this and chill i think yeah. really for me for me it's been titan quest um or grim dawn essentially the same game just different settings it feels like yeah but um 
lately it's been Titan Quest and watching the community. And I did do a lot of watching something while while playing this for for the podcast. Um, the unfortunate part is I just got I even with like not beating it with the Mystic. Like I've played this enough that like I feel like it was fine to come back for the Mystic, but like I don't I don't see like a long future for me with this game because. I've already hit a point where I'm like, I've done enough. Like I've, I see what's going on here and now I just feel like it's just up to the RNG, whether I get through or not. (laughs) Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, I, I, since I very first got it, like I, I have picked it up at least once every couple weeks for a run and it moving to the switch just makes that easier because my, my big thing and actually why I've tapered off a bit in the last couple weeks um, deck builders are one of my favorite game types. Yeah. And, um, this is a very good deck builder game experience short of just playing like the Ascension phone apps and stuff. And the only reason that I've tapered off on how much I've playing is that my wife and I finally picked up an actual, like couple of copies of different Ascension expansions. And with the, uh, with the coronavirus, she's actually been home enough for us to routinely play. So that itch has been scratched by an actual interaction with my person instead of having right. to play a game. But Well, that's a positive, right? Yeah. That, no, I'm I am absolutely okay with that positive coming out of all of this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what, Corona is going to do three things. It's going to make relationships, it's going to break them, and it's going to have kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The The Corona babies. Nine months out from the Rona baby boom. Yes. Uh, (laughs) um, So, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't have much else to say on the game. I know we kind of glossed over the aesthetics and music because I feel like that kind of gets glossed over, but, like, it's just how it's, the game is. It's not the focus of the game. It's there to be a good gameplay experience with enough of an aesthetic to, you know, for it to not be offensive and for it to stand out. Like, the art style is distinct. Yes. The music is fine, but the, you're not. that's not what you're there for. You don't come for stunning visuals. You come to try and get the block build to work for the fourth time and then settle into the strength build because that's all the cards you got. Yeah. There you go. Or the ones you like to play and you just don't want to admit it. Exactly. With me. That's the poison (laughs) build for me in the, in the silent. Um, exactly. All right. Uh, well, I think that's it for, uh, slay the spire. Um, next, next time we're going to be playing, uh, an FPS, uh, actually for once. I don't think we've done an FPS yet. Have we? I certainly haven't. Um, and I am ready to get absolutely thrashed. I mean, we're eventually going to do with Classic Doom. Like, it's going to happen. I don't think we've done it yet. I know we did Classic Diablo. Already. We did do Classic Diablo. It will, uh, you are eventually, I'm sure, going to convince me to load up some dirty old graphics for Classic oh. Doom. Oh, it's going to happen. But that's not this time. Because this time, we're going to be playing a free game on the Switch called Warface. And Warface, have you played this, Leo? Because I have not. I literally heard about it earlier today when you suggested it as our game. Okay. So Warface is essentially the, I don't know there is single player missions. I probably won't do those. Just going to be honest. Like (laughs) it is essentially a call of duty style multiplayer shooter. 
Um, team deathmatch, capture the flag, uh, hard line, whatever you want to call it, where you take the bases. Um, it is, it is uh, fun. I have played it um, twice. I have played it actually only two sessions, both of which were multi-hour sessions of playing with friends because it was free and we all wanted to play something together and um, we all have switches. Um, and I have dominated both times. And I mean, every game I am top of the leaderboard. <laughs> Even my very first game, I had tripled, I think, my friend's kills put together. Like, That's... I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I am really good at this it, game. I'm it, good it, at shooters in general, but like this one. Whew. I'm good at some shooters. Most of them, no. I'm I am good at some of them. Um they're also this one also has the a light class system, so different classes uh have different access to different weapons like medics and engineers and that kind of stuff too. Okay. So there's a little Sounds... little bit of class stuff to it, so it, it'll be fun to get into. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm, and I'm hey, having... it's a f- it's a and free game in these trying times. Yeah, and hopefully we can arrange us all playing together at some point. Well, yes. not all three of us. You can only have three man parts. Oh, uh, it's a three man. Okay, but you can sort of cheat by joining someone's group post-game start, and it'll sort of like throw you into the room. Doesn't guarantee it will be on the same team, but we'll be in the same room. So hmm. Okay. But yeah, anyways, uh, Warface on the Switch. I'm pretty sure it's on other things. I'm not sure. All I know is it is indeed on Switch because I have it on Switch. And it's free. So uh, I, That's the words I like. Yes, uh, I know that Mossy also plays the game. You'll see Mossy in our Discord chat every once in a while. Uh, Mossy definitely plays it. Um, okay. Still, uh, we haven't played together yet, but yeah, I know he plays it. Um, all right. Uh, so, any uh, any last thoughts, Leo? Nope. I think that's uh, that's about it. All Take us out, Fortuan. I mean, in Warface, I will, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Rip. Uh, this is your uh, this is your host Fortwan. You can catch me at Hunter's Hub Pod on Twitter, um, and you'll probably see me talk about Animal Crossing a bit. That's mostly what I've been playing lately, and I don't know. I'm in kind of a game funk since finishing Doom Eternal to the best of my ability. <laughs> As in, I quit halfway through Nightmare, but I've completed 100% Ultra Violence. Um, so yeah. Uh, I'll catch you guys next time on uh, the next quest. And on that quest, where will we be, Leo? You can find me on Twitter at TheLeoRiser, where uh, most of what you're going to see right now is me talking about and liking stuff from the newest Magic set, which is going to be a spoiler for next week, too. But yeah, that's uh, that's the main place that you'll find me is on Twitter and uh, on, a, on a event quest. Yep. Um, I'm looking forward to it. So is my brother. He's this this he's going nuts with this set. I think he has officially bought um six boosters again. No, eight. And then also three collectors boosters including one in Japanese. Oh, very nice. He's going to need to tell me what he gets cuz uh I am very interested in the alternate styles and the alternate art cards for this set this time around. He uh he is purposely trying to get a death corona. <laughs> he's he's trying to get it 
Yes. Very nice. I just need <laughs> I just need all of the Godzilla styles. I am a huge kaiju fan. So am I. Although they did they are releasing two hydras in the set too, so there we uh, go. yes, they are, and they're uh, not bad so far, so <laughs> yeah. it's it's been a time. I still need so. a steel bane. I'm still missing the steel bane for my collection because F them and putting them in exclusive. Only in the brawl ones.